Inside ADHD is ADHD Family's official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. My name is Krista Forand and I'm a registered psychologist at the Canlearn Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This is Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. And thanks for listening today. Today's topic is what is a psychoeducational assessment? Before we get into that topic, I did also want to remind all of our listeners that uh, we just finished up a five-week series in October, uh, which happened to be ADHD Awareness Month. And the five-week series focused on ADHD myths and we're talking about sort of why they are untrue, what actually is true, and then what can you do with that information. And if you haven't listened to all of those episodes or you think you might want to re-listen to some of them, there's a lot of really great information um, contained in those episodes that particularly would be helpful, um, especially if you're parents of a child who's been recently diagnosed and you want to learn more about ADHD, um, or if you just want to kind of learn about some of those specific topics that we tackled uh, during that month. Um, because basically when you know more about ADHD, then you're better able to make um, appropriate decisions about what you want to do about it. Um, so I really encourage you, if you haven't checked those episodes out, you can subscribe in iTunes um, to get all of the episodes listed on your um, phone or your iPad. And you can also listen to the episodes on the ADHDfamilies.ca website. So today's topic, I'm going to talk about what exactly a psychoeducational assessment is because many parents hear that word or perhaps someone at their uh, child's school has suggested getting one done and they don't really know what it entails. So that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today. So first of all, to just talk about what a psychoeducational assessment is, is it's a process to learn more about how you learn or how your child learns, particularly if there's difficulties with learning or maybe remembering or recalling information accurately and efficiently. Um, because once you understand how you learn or how your child learns and what some of those strengths and challenges are, then you can start to use strategies that make sense for you. So it's just kind of similar to what I said about 
knowing more about ADHD, if you know more about how you learn or how your child learns, then you have more insight into maybe what kind of strategies would be helpful to help with some of the things that are more challenging. The other purpose that um, it can be seen for getting a psychoeducational assessment is to access supports and certain interventions, so to get help. So, for example, if there happens to be an official diagnosis, say of a learning disability, for example, your child may be eligible for supports and interventions in the school or within your community. And again, the people who end up then working with your child will know what strategies to use and what academic areas to target based on the assessment, the psychoeducational assessment and the report that's given, which should include specific recommendations for how to help. So what is it exactly? What is a psychoeducational assessment? Basically, this type of assessment involves gathering of information to learn more about a person's strengths and challenges related to how they learn and process information. A psychoeducational assessment is conducted by a psychologist and it should include the following. First thing, gathering background information, usually through interviews with parents, teachers, and the child. And this looks at information such as birth and early developmental history, the child's education history, any relevant medical and health information, and family relationships, etc. Another way to gather information is to have the parents and teachers and perhaps the child fill out any questionnaires to look at different areas that may be um, of concern to the parents and that the psychologist would want more information about. So these questionnaires could focus on anything like behavior, attention, executive functions, perhaps mental health, things like anxiety or depression. Another aspect to the psychoeducational assessment is reviewing report cards and other relevant documentation. So it's very important to be able to get a, a good sense of the person's educational history by looking at report cards. And this doesn't just mean looking at their grades, but also what types of classes did they take and what were the teacher's comments um, about the child and about the, the child's learning and their approach to education. It could also mean reviewing other documentation. Maybe there has been other assessments such as occupational therapy or speech language pathology. And looking at that documentation also helps the psychologist <clears throat> to understand the greater context that they're dealing with. Sometimes a school observation is helpful for understanding how the child behaves in the classroom setting, and that would be determined um, with the parents of, of whether or not that would be helpful as part of the assessment. And then lastly, standardized testing is also included in this assessment, which includes looking at cognitive processing and academics. So the cognitive processing is how does the person process different types of information, verbal, nonverbal, visual, those kinds of things? Um, how much information can they hold at once? So that can be related to things like working memory. 
how quickly can they process information. So that's um, a lot of times called processing speed. And then of course academics would look at your main things as reading, writing, and math, and sometimes things like oral language. Once all of these pieces are complete, the psychologist uses all of this information to draw conclusions about the child's learning profile. And this may or may not actually include making a formal diagnosis. So it's really important to understand that not everyone who goes through this process of uh, obtaining a psychoeducational psycho assessment will receive a diagnosis. And it's also really important to understand that diagnoses are not made simply on the basis of test scores. Conclusions are based on the combination of test scores, background information, school history, and all that other relevant information that I just talked about. And this is why psychoeducational assessment is not a quick process, and it involves making sure that all relevant information is available for the psychologist to consider before they draw any conclusions. So why might someone want to consider getting a psychoeducational assessment? So here's some different scenarios that might um, be um, appropriate to sort of consider if a psychoeducational assessment would be beneficial. So perhaps there's a, a person who's having difficulty reading and it causes issue with their learning both in and outside of the classroom. So this could be a child or it could be an adult. Perhaps a person's having difficulty remembering information that they're trying to learn and this may result in lower grades because they have difficulty reproducing that information in testing situations. Some parents may see their child struggling in school and they feel that the child is not achieving their full potential at school. That's something we often hear from parents. In contrast to those issues, some children may seem to be far ahead of their same age peers in terms of their learning and their level of understanding and they may benefit from getting tested for giftedness. And in these cases, the family can then make decisions about different educational programming options for giftedness. Some students may have difficulty in all academic subjects, which makes school a hard place for them, for them to be. And so that's a really great um, example of when a psychoeducational would be helpful to really figure out what's going on, what's making all academic areas difficult for that child. A psychoeducational assessment may also be useful alongside other types of assessment. So say if maybe the, one of the main reasons for referral for an assessment was um, mental health or anxiety or depression, those kinds of things, but when a learning difficulty needs to be ruled in or ruled out. And in this case, the psychoeducational assessment provides additional information to allow the professionals working with the person to understand other things like behavior and mental health in a greater context. So for example, if a child was presenting with a lot of anxiety about going to school and doing schoolwork, it may not be enough to simply call it anxiety. A psychoeducational assessment would help to determine if the anxiety is related to an underlying learning problem or if the anxiety is its own disorder, separate. And then, of course, that really informs 
treatment or what you would do to help that person. Now, I'm going to talk about things to consider when you are considering um, getting a psychoeducational assessment, but first I wanted to make some quick comments about ADHD. So where does ADHD fit into all of this? A psychoeducational assessment is not technically necessary to diagnose ADHD, as the diagnostic criteria for ADHD are behavioral. So if you remember from our previous podcast where we talk about what is ADHD, I go through the various criteria and we, we, we notice when we look at them that they're very behavioral. And what I mean by that is they're things that you observe throughout your day. So one, of, one example is often loses things or easily distracted. Those are things that can be observed by the person and also by others in that person's life. So really there are no tests for diagnosing or assessing ADHD. There are tests out there that measure attention in different ways, so whether a person can sustain their attention, so pay attention for a longer period of time, or um, other aspects of attention like inhibition, so being able to pay attention to something but then know when to respond to something that uh, comes at them and not to respond. However, these types of tests are mostly used in research settings and they're not considered appropriate for diagnosing ADHD. So you can see the difference there. There's no tests for ADHD. Yes, there are tests for attention, but they're largely used in research settings. So in order to assess for ADHD, the professional should gather information from multiple sources, very similar to what is being gathered for the psychoeducational assessment, but there are no real specific tests that you would be doing. So to look at ADHD, again, they'd be gathering the background information through interviews with parents, teachers, and the child. So you want to look at that birth and developmental history, the education history. Is there any medical information that's important? What are the family relationships like? Those kinds of things. We also want to do things like questionnaires to look at different areas. So behavior, attention, executive function, those kinds of things. Reviewing report cards is very important when looking at a potential ADHD diagnosis and this is where those teacher comments come in very handy. We want to see what teachers are saying about the child. Um, again, grades are important to kind of understand how they're achieving, but it's really those teacher comments that give us a bit of a context of how that child is behaving and functioning in the classroom. School observation is usually very important if it can be arranged um, to be able to see the child within the classroom setting. So the psychologist would go to the school to do that. And, and then specifically doing interview for ADHD and looking at those criteria. And also at the same time ruling in or ruling out other disorders that may involve attention problems. So for example, if someone has anxiety, they may look like they're easily distracted and they may very well be, but it's probably due to the worries or the fears that they have and the thoughts that are going on inside of them that's making them distracted and not, um, not an attention problem that will be due to uh, ADHD. So those kinds of things have to be looked at and differentiated. 
to sort out whether there actually is ADHD or whether there's other disorders that also have some attention problems that go with them. However, even though I said there's no um, uh, tests for ADHD, it may be necessary to also do a psychoeducational assessment even when the main referral question is attention or whether there is ADHD, particularly when there may be concerns about underlying learning difficulties. And this would be important to fully understand all of the challenge that the student is facing, including the ADHD. So this decision to also do that standardized testing that's involved in the psychoeducational assessment when the main question is about possible ADHD should be made on an individual basis based on the difficulties that the person is presenting with. But it's not technically necessary, the standardized testing, to diagnose ADHD, as I said before, because the diagnostic criteria for ADHD are behavioral. Now, things to consider when considering a psych psychoeducational assessment. So the first thing that's really important is to be open. So what I mean by this is you may have an idea of what the problem is, or perhaps you may even think that your child or yourself have a particular disorder or meets criteria for a specific diagnosis. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's fine to have hunches or to wonder about what it could be, but you really want to keep in mind that the end results of the assessment may actually point to something different. And it's good to remain open to other possibilities that perhaps you haven't considered. And a good psychologist also remains open in this sense. Even though there may be a question around, mm, I wonder if my child has ADHD, it's really important for everyone to remain open to all other possibilities. Another thing that's really important is to be planful. So engage in the assessment process at a time that is not too busy or stressful for, for your family or your child. The psychologist will want to get the best snapshot of what your child is capable of when they're doing testing and what they are typically like in everyday life. So for example, it would not be best to start um, a psychoeducational assessment process after a death in the family as your child may be behaving differently um, as a result of their grieving. Uh, another thing to consider is to be prepared. So gather ahead of time all of your child's documentation that would be relevant for the psychologist to know. So these are report cards and this is report cards from kindergarten all the way up to the current grade that your child is in. Any previous assessment reports, so things like speech pathology, occupational therapy, any medical documentation that might be relevant, and any other educational documentation. So if this is maybe um, you're getting a, an updated psychoeducational assessment, your child's already had one, um, and maybe your child has an individual program plan, an IPP, you would also bring those IPPs with you as well. This will save so much time and make the process go a lot more smoothly for everybody and it will also help the psychologist in forming conclusions as it will give them a better sense of the bigger picture because again, conclusions aren't just based on test scores. It's based on the combination of all of this information put together. 
Another thing to keep in mind is to be careful and thoughtful. So not every problem requires um, a psychoeducational assessment and not every problem um, requires a psychoeducational assessment as the first solution to the problem. So sometimes families may come and see a psychologist who specializes in this type of assessment, but it may be determined at that initial appointment that perhaps counseling would be more beneficial, at least at that time, or to go try to do counseling first and then to maybe do the psychoeducational assessment after some strategies have been put in place for that. So that would be like if someone was having um, difficulties with things like anxiety or depression. And obviously you would discuss that with the psychologist to make that decision. Another thing to remember is to be realistic. It is helpful to understand that a psychoeducational assessment will provide you with information about how your child learns but it will not provide solutions to every problem or give you quick fixes to those problems. Many of the recommendations that are made in the report that you're given at the end of the assessment involve hard work and dedication to a new way of working with your child or with yourself if you're the one being assessed. So start with recommendations that are manageable and meaningful to you and your child and move forward from there. And always remember to be patient with the process. And the last thing to consider is be active and interested. When the assessment is complete and you meet with the psychologist to get the results, actively listen, take notes, and ask any and all questions that you might have. You might want to leave, or you basically want to leave that appointment feeling confident about what your next steps are going to be. And if you don't understand something doesn't make sense, then ask the psychologist to explain it further to you. So I hope this information was helpful now that you kind of have a better sense about what a psychoeducational assessment is and what it can do, what the purpose would be. If you are in the Calgary area and you'd like more information about psychoeducational assessments or you'd like to even start the process with a psychologist, you can visit the CanLearn website at www.canlearnsociety.ca for more information about that. If you're in another area in Canada or over the, across the world, try to look for a psychologist in your area who specializes in this type of work specifically. Um, usually they're school psychologists, educational psychologists, and psychologists who've been trained in doing psychoeducational assessments. And again, for additional information about ADHD in general, you can visit the ADHD Families website at www.adhdfamilies.ca. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to 
ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca.